Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open the Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is October 15th, and our reading comes from 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Beginning in verse 1, it says this, Finally, dear brothers and sisters, we ask you to pray for us. Pray that the Lord's message will spread rapidly and be honored wherever it goes, just as when it came to you. Pray, too, that we will be rescued from wicked and evil people. For not everyone is a believer, but the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. And we are confident in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command you. May the Lord lead your hearts into a full understanding and expression of the love of God and the patient endurance that comes from Christ. Three big ideas right there. Paul says, first, let's pray for revival. Man, and I think that needs to be our prayer in America and really around the world is that God would graciously and mercifully pour out his spirit on believers all over the world and that we would experience this last end time revival, this great harvest of souls, this great manifestation of the spirit before the rise of the Antichrist and the coming of the Lord that we talked about yesterday. So let's pray for revival. We long for that. Then he also says, listen, the Spirit of God will guard your heart from those who are trying to attack you and from the enemy who might be coming against you. God will give you strength to continue doing what he's called you to do. And then I love what he says in verse 5. I want you to have a full understanding and a full expression of the love of God. Man, let's pray for that, that God would give us a full understanding of his love for us and a full expression of his love for other people. Man, I just think that's the most powerful thing we can do in our world is to love the people around us. And listen, we've got to be patient. We've got to be patient knowing that Jesus is coming, but we can patiently endure between now and then. Verse 6, And now, dear brothers and sisters, we give you this command. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, stay away from all believers who live idle lives and don't follow the tradition they receive from us. For you know that you ought to imitate us. We were not idle when we were with you. We never accepted food from anyone without paying for it. We worked hard day and night so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We certainly had the right to ask you to feed us, but we wanted to give you an example to follow. Even while we were with you, we gave you this command. Those unwilling to work will not get to eat. So Paul just talks about the importance and this is so important, again, in American culture and all of our prosperity, if we're not careful, our whole life is focused on building our kingdom, building and protecting our comfort, our security, not in Jesus, but kind of from a worldly perspective. If we're not careful, we're so caught up in that that we're really not doing anything to benefit the kingdom. And just remember, all of this is temporary and passing away. So let's make sure that we're giving ourselves to build the kingdom. Let's work hard 
to take care of our families so that we're not a burden on the government or a burden on anybody else. But we also want to work hard in building the kingdom and making sure that we prioritize God's kingdom and what is eternal and the souls of people around us, the spiritual growth and maturity in our own lives and the lives of people we love. Let's prioritize that over the American dream and over entertainment and over comfort and ease, right? And there's, and let me just say this, there is a real balance because on one hand, my first responsibility is to take care of the condition of my soul so that then I'm giving that away. But the primary reason American Christians, the primary reason that their soul is so tired and often fractured and they're struggling to to keep their head above water is because we've embraced the ethics and morality of the world and it's and it's created some brokenness and pain and fracturing in us and then also sometimes we're pursuing the american dream and we're overextended we're not living with any margin because we've not prioritized what is best the kingdom of god and the family of god and and our spiritual growth and development and that of our children and our family and our friends right so let's try to get those priorities right for the sake Listen, for the sake of our own soul, not because God's trying to control us and keep us from having fun like everybody else. No, God's trying to keep us from destroying our lives, pursuing what really doesn't give us life. It reminds me of what the prophet Jeremiah said to Israel. He said, you have committed two sins. Number one, you've forsaken me. And number two, you've carved out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. And the idea is that rather than trying to find our life and security and hope and identity in Jesus, our relationship with God and his kingdom and his family, instead, we've turned our back on God. And we're over here trying to create our own little thing. We're trying to find life in all this other stuff, and it's a cistern, it's a pot with cracks that never holds water. It never satisfies. We're always empty. We're always longing for more. So God is trying to invite us into a life that is truly life. Watch what he says next. Verse 11, yet we hear that some of you are living idle lives, refusing to work and meddling in other people's business. We command such people and urge them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, settle down and work to earn your own living. As the rest of you, dear brothers and sisters, never get tired of doing good. Take note of these who refuse to obey what we say in this letter. Stay away from them so that you will not be ashamed. Don't think of them as enemies but warn them as you would a brother or sister. Now, let me just say this. It's so easy in American church, again, for us to show up once a week, kind of pat each other on the back, and it's really kind of become politically or culturally incorrect to challenge or to push other believers to sell out for Jesus. In fact, the truth is one of the things that's a little distinctive about us as a church is that we have a tendency to push on people and often often they just can't handle it and they end up somewhere where they're not going to be pushed. But I think we need to be pushed. I certainly needed to be pushed out of my comfort zone and out of my self-centeredness in order to live for something bigger and better. And listen, when we live for something bigger than ourselves, it actually provides life. I mean, even secular science 
psychology, right, is confirmed that when we live a transcendent life, when we live a life for something bigger than ourselves, that that's actually the ultimate life, that that's what we long for. So that requires us in the body of Christ. Come on, let's push each other. In fact, this is what Hebrews 10 25 is all about. During the pandemic, people were complaining because we weren't having church service. And I get that. In fact, I'm not sure we'd have handled all that today the same. Hindsight's 2020, right? But they were quoting this verse, you know, don't forsake the assembling together, but all the more, you know, to spur one another on, to push each other on towards works and good deeds. And, and I think it's important for all of us to do that. Let's help each other live our best life. Let's help each other maximize our kingdom impact. Let's help each other move and grow in maturity to have a full expression of love in our life. Let's not just settle for the American dream and slipping into heaven. Man, let's push each other to reach maturity, right? To become like Jesus and to impact our world for his kingdom. That's what Paul is is challenging the Thessalonians to do and challenging us to do. Come on, let's push each other to step in to our very best. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for this encouraging word. I'm just so grateful for Paul, who was always pushing me to, to move forward in our faith and not to just settle for where we are, not to just settle for going to heaven one day. Man, we want to experience heaven on earth right now. We want to walk with God now. We want to impact his kingdom and impact the people around us now. So God, help us to live that way. We don't want to be idle. God, we want to live for you, pursuing your kingdom and giving that away to be with you, to become like you so that we can do what you did. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me again today. Man, I hope that encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.